you found the Diggin' Oak Island podcast, a podcaster's journey to discover the truth behind the Oak Island mystery. I'm Dave McBride. Thank you guys so much for downloading and listening. If you've been listening to and enjoying our little podcast, please consider helping the show out by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash Island to learn more. Now, before we get started, let's talk some more about that Patreon page. If you think this podcast is worth like five bucks a month to you and you would like to see the podcast keep going strong and keep as ad-free as possible, please consider becoming a patron of our show. You can go to patreon.com slash Island and sign up. It's five bucks a month. You can cancel any time. Patrons get exclusive access to a live chat during the U.S. broadcast of each new episode of The Curse of Oak Island. And I'm going to have some exclusive content on there, some postings and almost like blog stuff to go on during the, uh, during the summertime just for the Patreon page. Um, so again, Go to patreon.com slash Island. Sign up. Support the podcast. It's only five bucks a month. You can cancel anytime. If you prefer not to do the monthly thing and you want to give us one contribution of any amount, it doesn't really matter to me. It's all appreciated. Uh, then you can do so. The only way I have set up is via Venmo. Um, you can use the na- username at Dave McBride Music. That's sort of my virtual tip jar for my business as a musician. Um So that's how you can do that. Thanks to everybody who's done that. All right. This is our own little season 10 finale here. As we wrap up the season uh, that just concluded the Curse of Oak Island, and soon we start thinking about the off-season podcast. Now, I have a lot of ideas cooking in the oven for those, uh, so stay subscribed. Um, it'll be kind of random. It won't be weekly like it is during the season. It'll be when I get it research done or recorded or all that kind of stuff. Um, but it has become our tradition here to do our own little end of season wrap up by uh, turning it really over to you guys, almost the entire podcast, the listeners, the hardcore fans of let's face it, the curse of Oak Island and the Oak Island mystery. I asked you guys for your thoughts and you delivered. In fact, you delivered so much (laughs) that we're going to have to turn this into two entire podcasts just for you guys. Um, because I, you know, I had so many. I just don't think you should be subjected to listening to my voice for any more than we normally do here, uh, and any more than you normally have to. So, <laughs> so we're going to do two podcasts. There is no order with with which these are split up. Um, I just kind of put them all in and took them all as they come. Right? It just seemed easier that way. Uh, now, before we get into sort of just the listener wrap up stuff. I do have one email that I'd like to read from a listener named Cheryl, (laughs) who's not talking about wrapping up the season. She says, sorry, I've tried to continue listening to your podcast, but it's just getting to be a lot of negativity on your opinions. I realize it is your podcast. I absolutely love this show as well as many others. And I don't know why, how you think it is productive to continue to continuously degrade so many points of the production. Geez, have fun with the adventure of it all. These negative comments will put the actual show in jeopardy if people don't watch the show anymore and may end up dropping the ratings for those of us that are followers. Then we won't have to watch it. We'll have it to watch anymore. It's so refreshing to finally have a decent family-oriented show. Let's not cut it down and sit back and enjoy it. These days, positivity is much needed. Sorry, but good luck to you and your podcast. I'm heading over to other Oak Island podcasts where it's fun and enjoyable to listen. Cheryl, um, 
thank you so much for taking the time to write first. If you are still listening, uh, let me just suggest that you hang on for the next few episodes, certainly during the offseason, as after the next episode, this one and the next one, we're not going to really be talking about the show anymore. Instead, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, history and and uh, getting some people on to talk about their theories and things like that. So we won't be talking really at all about the producers or the editors. So that might be something you might want to listen to over the offseason and then, you know. I would suggest give us a shot, you know, for for the next season, but that's uh, totally up to you. I want to thank you for giving us your time, right, and thanking you for your honesty here. As long as, um, you know, as let me put it this way: as longtime listeners know, I struggle with this criticism a lot. Um, I absolutely adore the show, The Curse of Oak Island. I mean, of course I do. How can I produce a podcast if I didn't? And I have no interest in bringing the show down. And I really don't think um, that's my intention or even that's what I'm doing here. I, I, You know, I don't make a living off this. This is, I, I do this because I love the show. Um, and sometimes I think that gets lost because, you know, um, I, you know, the patrons help keep us going. But most of all, what I do is for the love of the mystery and for the television show. But I simply, I'm not one to be a cheerleader for anything like this, right? It's just not in my nature. If I see something that I question or that a, uh, or a listener questions, I'm going to discuss it. Believe me, um, this is no excuse, but in the world of Oak Island fandom, I am by no means the most negative and most skeptical person, right? But the editors and the writers do make some choices that I find frustrating and even aggravating. And you're going to find out through these next two episodes that I'm not alone, that a lot of the most hardcore fans feel the same way. I don't like when I think fans are being deceived is kind of a strong word. I don't know if that's really what is kind of misdirected or really talked down to. Um, I'll speak up whenever I feel that is happening. Um, thankfully, it doesn't happen all that much. But remember... I'm doing a podcast here to discover the truth behind the Oak Island mystery and not to promote a television show. Believe me, they don't need my help at that. Right? Anyway, I'm rambling. Cheryl, thank you again. Hopefully you find the podcast that's right for you. And if you do, let me know what it is. I'm always happy to promote my fellow Oak Island podcasters. I don't listen to any others myself simply because I don't want my own opinions being skewed. Um, I just kind of took that tact of how I'm going to handle myself during this adventure uh, right when we started and I've you know stuck to it. So I don't really know what else is out there, but any kind of suggestions for other listeners, be happy to pass them along. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about your opinions on season 10 of The Curse of Oak Island. And I'll give mine at the end of maybe next week's podcast, although I did give quite a bit of it already. I'll talk a little bit more at the end of next week's podcast. We begin today with our patrons who honestly... I can't thank enough for their unending support and also for their help with not just this podcast and the next podcast episode, but all the podcasts we have done here at Diggin' Oak Island. I am so humbled by your support, guys. Um, now, and I'm going to mention it a lot during the next couple of podcasts, so just bear with me. One of our biggest and most uh, you know diehard supporters is our friend Steve. Steve is a great supporter of the show, a great friend. He's also the guy who's sort of the de facto host of the live chat. If I happen to not be available to watch the show live, Steve always steps in and does it, um, and I can't thank him enough for that. Steve, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for all your help. Now, 
Let's get to what Steve has to say to start off our Season 10 listener review. He writes, Dave, as is my custom, summing up Season 10 by measuring the quality of my preseason predictions. Now, let me stop here. What Steve does here is really cool. He cuts and pastes his preseason predictions from October, which we read on the podcast, and then he evaluates them one by one. So here is, here is his first prediction. Steve writes, my vibe is that this will be the last season. If not, it'll be the last season of any substance, and the History Channel and Prometheus will just milk the concept as long as they can. This, I think, unless they fundamentally shift the format of the show and start to focus more on historical research to back theories and less on 50 more ox shoes. Apparently not true. So that so now his assessment, apparently not true, though maybe it should be, unless they manage to find something very soon. I did like that they focused more on research and historical narrative in season 10. Again, I question whether or not the editors or writers may be lurking in the Diggin' Oak Island fandom. This group discusses something and magically it appears one or two episodes later. His next prediction, he writes, alternatively, because Marty and Craig are funding much of the of this beyond the History Channel's funding, they might be used as the out to conclude the show. Quote, you know, we're businessmen and other businesses. We're running out of ideas and it's just become too expensive. His assessment of that was maybe to be determined. Tom, one of the podcast listeners, commented on this in the Patreon. Quote, remember when every conversation in the war room had to do with Marty's money. Apparently that's not an issue anymore. His next prediction, the Muon tomography will yield some tantalizing clues, but they'll drill and dig and it'll yield nothing conclusive. Steve writes, wrong. The Muons were a MacGuffin, uh, unless that pops up in the Mighty Blake post game. So I got to interrupt you here, Steve. Um, I think you have to turn that wrong into a hashtag winning, right? Because in the end... That is exactly what happened with the Muon results. Uh, maybe not in the exact way you thought it would play out, but I think it's still a W, my friend. Anyway, Steve continues. Their search location will continue to be constrained by the Canadian provincial government. There will be much weeping and gnashing of teeth. And his assessment is wrong, ended up not being true. And again, I have to interrupt here, Steve. I'm also not sure you were wrong on this one either. I know what you're referring to. I know you're referring to the swamp. You're referring to those issues with the indigenous peoples. We saw that back in season nine. But it does appear that they did have quite a lot of issues with the government and permitting that delayed the start of much of the work this year. We saw all that in the Maddie Blake show, right? Now, it was not the same weeping, not the same mashing of teeth. They spared us that, thankfully. But I think it was still constraining to the team and what, and certainly, um, you know, to use your word, constraining, uh, to, to repeat myself there. So maybe, Steve, we can award you like a half credit on that one. I'm, I'm willing to give the full, the full W, but I, I think you at least get a half. Anyway, he continues. They'll continue to make dramatic proclamations about the uninteresting finds like nails. A nail on Oak Island? Could this be a nail from the box that holds the Holy Grail? Steve writes, hashtag winning. They still lean on this. This next uh, preseason prediction. More digging will be done in the swamp where they'll most well, they'll mostly find wood of spurious origin and make grandiose claims about where it came from, the Romans, Phoenicians on Oak Island. If they find more First Nations artifacts instead, they'll be more griping about the government. He writes, I think largely true. I don't know that they really furthered the narrative here. I get it. Ramp, wharf, road. These were There were rocks here. But what does that mean? Again, the government was not a crutch. His next prediction, they'll spend several episodes unearthing the continuance of the Stone Road as it leads into the uplands, just to prove, disprove whether it runs to the money pit. 
than if it does, offer mostly conjecture about why it does, except for Clotworthy's writers, who will insist it proves the Ark of the Covenant with Shakespeare's manuscripts are inside, are buried in the money pit. His assessment is one word, simply true. And, uh, you know, that's one of those things that's just always going to happen here, right? Anyway, his next guess. My guess is that they'll go all in on the Portuguese order of Christ, then try to tie everything they find to it. He writes, maybe. Again, I love the historical journey on which they embarked. They were definitely still mostly in on the Templar connection. Nothing proven. His next one, he's only got two left. I think we'll learn that they plan to drop another four to six large large diameter cans into the money pit area, which will yield nothing. He writes, not true. Uh, Though some listeners question this, why not just drop a can in the blob? We're within 15 feet of the treasure, but it's getting cold. Where are my gloves? (laughs) And finally, he writes, I will continue to religiously watch while sipping on bourbon, complain about everything above, and still watch every episode until they cancel the show. And his assessment is definitely true. Many bottles sacrificed. I mean, it's a worthy sacrifice, my friend. In all, it was a fun but disappointing season. It was stretched out and things overplayed to pad 25 episodes. Not even a two-hour finale. I have to imagine season 11 will be the last unless they can get their act together. Dig on, Steve. All right, Steve, uh, I love your candor. I love that you're holding yourself accountable for your own predictions. And as always, I look forward to your season 11 predictions. Let's hope you're wrong about season 11 being the last. Unless, of course, they pull the Ark of the Covenant out of that gray muck, right? That would be a fine way to end the season. No problem with that. Thanks again for everything, my friend. I hope all is well with you and your family. Um, Let's go now to Elizabeth on the Patreon, who says kind of a similar thing. She's got sort of the same thoughts in mind here. She says, I thought the season was drawn too drawn out. There were times I turned out the, tuned out the episodes due to a lack of very interesting finds. Um, when it came to metal detecting the sessions, uh, the came to the metal detecting sessions, I could never understand at times the fuss over finding a small item that in the end may be nothing at all like the lipstick tube. I think the season might have been better off had it had fewer episodes. Uh, Elizabeth, I've said that a few times that I thought maybe that was a possibility that we're just going too long with some of these. Um, I've come off that, though, because I think in the long run now, the issue isn't how many episodes they have. More so the issue is, uh, or, or the solution in my mind, is to spend less time on the things that you're mentioning there and maybe more time with the theorists, uh, longer war room sessions with the crackpot theorists and more of this stuff overseas and things like that. And just get the find and the searching part of the show down to uh, you know the most important stuff. See, the Oak Island mystery has always been two things, a treasure hunt and a history hunt. So they've sort of focused most of the show on the treasure hunt part. And I think maybe they got to get more back to a 50-50 kind of split between those two things. Okay. Here's an email from Stacy who writes, I enjoy your podcast and all the different perspectives your viewers share. I like that your eyes aren't so full of glitter that you can't view Oak Island objectively. Sadly, the show itself has bored me out of my mind all season and I'm old and pretty easily entertained. Watching the trailers each week tells you all that will happen, so watching the show is really dragged on while they fill time with the same discussions, platitudes, and knowing nods around the table. It disappoints me immeasurably to say this. I never really believed there was a treasure, but was enjoying the history and the search. Now it feels like the producers are scrambling to find things to keep the audience interest. 
while at the same time forcing their discoveries into the timeline that suits them. Of course, I'll still watch and listen in spite of it all. After all, I want them to find something. Keep up the good work. Uh, Stacy. Uh, I think nearly everyone watching wants them to find something, right? I mean, that's why the show is so darn popular. Now, what that something is, I mean, who knows? Is it a treasure? Is it lost history? I mean, these are the things we always talk about, right? But we keep watching for the hope that something will be found someday. And now I say nearly everyone is watching for this reason because I got to admit myself that that group doesn't include me. I was never in this because I expected or even dreamed that perhaps they would find a treasure. Guys, people have been looking for this treasure for 225 years. 225 years. Any expectation that this show would end in finding a treasure was just never realistic. Um, 225 years, and also hardly anything ever found that proves or even indicates that there might be a treasure down there. Um, so I guess what I'd say is this. Hang in there, Stacy. Hopefully the show will capture the excitement you used to feel once again. And I think it might if they take the right steps. All right. I got to take a quick break here and t- catch my breath. We'll be back with more of your listener reviews of Digging Oak on, on Digging Oak Island. All right, it's time now to hear from our friend Neil, who says, I've missed the last few episodes due to being an official cable cutter now. (laughs) I still listen to your podcast religiously, though. Thank you for keeping it going. My thoughts on this year. The beginning of the season was exciting, but started too slow as the show progressed. There were so many misses for me this time around. Don't take me the wrong way. I still love the intrigue and the mystery the show brings, and we'll keep following the progress. I just wish we had more of the day-to-day doings and less recaps and theorizing from the narrator. Dave, keep up the great work with Digging Oak Island Podcast. You are my sole source for, ne- for now for the happenings on Oak Island. Listen, thank you, Neil. I hope you keep listening. I hope you keep following the show. Um, you're a great supporter of the show. I can't thank you <laughs> enough for all that. Let me say this. The show is absolutely getting very compelling to me the more they do these big, incredible, and expensive projects. And if they do this sheet piling thing in the swamp next year that they're talking about uh, in that Maddie Blake show, then that will certainly, in my mind, be worth the watch. Thank you, Neil, for writing, you know, and for all your support. Keep on listening, my friend. Let's go now to another patron, another great friend of the show. This is Jeff who writes, Hi, Dave. Well, I love the show, and obviously I'm sad that it's over. That being said, this season was disappointing. After watching the Drilling Down finale, I do feel optimistic for next season, but now have to wait for next season. This season was supposed to have the Muons. This season should have had the Garden Shaft going further down to intersect with the tunnel. Just feels like everything started slow and had odd prolonged delays, like they are purposefully squeezing out another season. Marty also seems annoyed by the lack of progress this year and appears set on finding something in the blob next season or wrapping this up. And I am in agreement. All the other peripheral stuff like the swamp, the stone road, the ramp, the paved area, the well, the hatch, Nolan's Cross, etc. still hold some curious interest, but I agree with Marty. It's down to the tunnel below the garden shaft and the baby blob. They either find something there or they don't. Until then, cheers, my friend. Jeff, thank you as always. I think you hit on something here for sure, right? A lot of viewers were thinking the same way. 
that this season's projects never really got going. And I heard the uh, quote there, just trying to extend it to keep the show going theory quite a bit on social media and people sending that in to me. Um, But as we learned in the drilling down episode last week, maybe that really wasn't it. Maybe there was more to the story. Um, As I mentioned in that first email, they really were beset with delays and issues that made the work slow to get going. But for whatever reason, the producers chose not to let us in on that story. And maybe in hindsight, they would have agreed. um, They would agree that that wasn't such a great idea. Right. As they say, nature abhors a vacuum. So in place of the actual truth behind the issues that they're facing, very real truth, um, the fans filled that empty space with conspiracy theories. I mean, that's what people do. Uh, Maybe not the best creative choice by the producers. I get it. Listen, I get why they might think viewers would find these kinds of things boring. And heck, I complained about a lot of that last year, right, when they were presenting these permitting issues. But with this situation, I don't really agree um, that they should ignore it. Maybe not bang on about it like they did last year, but don't ignore it. The nuts and bolts of the dig, the challenges they face, is kind of what makes the show compelling as well, right? Anyway, thanks as always, Jeff, for your support and your participation in the podcast. It's great stuff as always. Let's go to another great patron. This is Dara who says, oh, hi, I've got some thoughts on the season. Uh, They range from obstinate support of Rick and Marty to actual disbelief at the show itself. My deepest gut feeling is that Marty and Craig didn't get where they were, where they are by openly sharing information. They are both businessmen and businessmen first and show last. They won't reveal information if it compromises the long game. I watched Marty on that other spinoff treasure show. He listened to the struggles that other treasure hunters had once once international politics got involved. If indeed there is anything of historical interest on the island, he's going to make sure he and his crew are positioned properly first, and then we'll find out about it. But if there is nothing secret or hidden, then he's just discovering the true treasure of Oak Island, reality show revenue. (laughs) Secondly, I'm enthralled with the 13-foot diameter depression lined with rocks. Can we just turn the show into the Laird Niven archaeology hour? Plus, if this is another money pit, then this show will last until my grand great grandchildren grow up as we start that as we start another two hundred year cycle of exploration. Lastly, I absolutely love your podcast and recommend that you start another one for the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch because that would be hilarious and so entertaining. Uh, thanks for all you do, Dara. Believe me when I tell you uh, that this podcast here takes up all the free time I have for podcasting. And even maybe a little too much, if you ask my wife. Um, I've never watched Skinwalker Ranch. It's it's good, huh? I'm, I have no idea. Isn't one of the um, cast of that show someone who took part in a crockpot session a few years back on Oak Island? I think he was like an astronomer or something like that, right? I don't know. One of those guys looks familiar when I see the uh, the the. Um the previews. I won't be doing a Skinwalker Ranch uh, podcast. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't know if there's any out there, though. Anyway, as far as the rest of your thoughts go, um, I am going to take what I would call a little bit of an exception on uh, some of the other things you wrote here. Uh, Are you saying that you think if Craig and Marty knew, had information, were sure that nothing was down there to find, that they would continue with the show and perpetrate an elaborate ruse just to keep it going a few seasons longer? If I'm misunderstanding you, Dara, please, um, I I apologize. I'm very, very sorry. But that's the conclusion I draw from your quote-unquote reality show revenue comment. 
if that's the case, if that's what you're saying, I have to say I don't agree at all. I think Marty would want more than anything else in the world for his brother to be recognized as the guy who cracked the Oak Island mystery, the man who found the truth after centuries of searching, no matter what that truth might be. The other choice <laughs> is for Rick to be seen as just another failure, right? Just another person who came here, spent a fortune, and left with nothing. In my mind, there are three options in all this, right? The best option is to find a treasure. The next best is to be able to prove no treasure exists. And the worst option is to simply give up without finding anything at all. But I would say even worse than that would be to hide the truth, have it get out that you did so, (laughs) and then believe me, uh, there will be consequences and it will get out. There are just too many people involved in the show. Rick and Marty's credibility will forever be ruined. Um, they'll all become, you know, e- and even for their, you know, people like their friends and their everyone in their sphere, their family and things like that. They'll all, all these people will become closely associated with a well-known television fraud. I mean, does that make sense, Dara? I just don't think, um, <laughs> I just don't think that a ruse like that is worth the risks to them. I really don't. Anyway, again, if I misinterpreted what you're saying there, my sincerest apologies. Um, I, you know, <laughs> ignore all of that. And also, thank you so much for being a patron, for taking part in all those shows and uh, all those uh, live chats, helping out the show. It's always great to hear from you. I want to take another short break here. We'll be back with more of uh, the, our season 10 wrap up of The Curse of Oak Island. Okay, it's time now to hear from another patron, another great friend of ours. His name is Ernest, and he writes, Hi, Dave. Uh, I thought the season was great. Um, No more piles of ox shoes and random finds that disappeared. This season felt like they had a direction and actual plan of action versus many past seasons of playing the pin the tail on the donkey and see what happens. I, too, grew up knowing about the story of Oak Island. And when this show started 10 years ago, I was there watching from day one. I did think there was a good possibility of a treasure hidden back then, but now it seems very unlikely. And if there was a treasure, it seems implausible that anything could actually be recovered and intact. The entire money pit area is a 100-foot deep man-made and natural Swiss cheese pit. But what I love about this show and the island is the deep mystery of what actually happened there. I grew up in the New England seacoast, and I never found any undocumented stone roads or a Templar cross on the beach. It's mind-boggling. Unfortunately, I do feel the show, as it is now, is coming to an end. I feel like the next season will be the last, and the active quest to find hidden treasures will end. What more can you do after trying everything, including cosmic rays, to locate a treasure? I, ho- I do hope they continue on a smaller scale to try and uncover the actual history of the island, archaeologically speaking. There is a story rich with history on that small, random island that needs to be discovered. I hope they do, and I hope it will be preserved in a way I can visit one day. P.S. Uh, Dave, I love your off-season content the best. I hope you can continue to get Laird and Corian uh, on the show again this summer. When the show officially ends, I hope you find a joyful way to continue your podcast and form and will continue to be a fan and supporter. Uh, always, Ernest, thank you for your thoughts. Yes, I do think the show 
and the Lagina's time on the island is finite. I don't know if it means next season, but I think it's finite, whether they crack the mystery or not, right? Um, but having said that, notice one thing they did not discuss at all at the end of this season, especially in that Maddie Blake show, the big dig. Remember that? They talked a lot about the big dig at the end of last season. At least I think it was the end of last season. And yet we got nothing about it this year, not a mention. And we spent a lot of time on the podcast talking about that potential project. That's something still hanging out there that could be an entire season worth of shows really all on its own. So while I agree the show won't last forever and probably not another 10 seasons, I think next season being the final season, I'd put that 50-50 at best. Listen, folks, this is a slow process. Um, That's why people have been digging on Oak Island for centuries. This work isn't easy or cheap or quick, Uh, so it's going to take some time. If the ratings fall off, that's a different story. But I think if they continue with one big project after another, then the ratings won't fall off, especially if we're talking next season, this sheet piling in the swamp, and then maybe something that looks like a big dig the year after. I think that'll keep people going at least for a couple more seasons. All right. Another devoted patron and great supporter of the show and a great friend to talk to, too. Um, Ginger. And I, and I don't think I thank you enough, Ginger, for all you do. Um, so, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. you you're always involved in these things. Um, here's what Gin- Ginger had to say. I'm fascinated that the garden shaft isn't full of water. I'm shocked that they put the metal detector down at the very bottom, heard a good signal, and went away. Couldn't they have used a post hole digger or something and sifted through some of the dirt down there? It's non-ferrous and we have to wait a whole year to find out what it is? The muon thing was underwhelming, to say the least. They saw better images with the ground-penetrating radar uh, that showed tunnels and rectangular thing, but couldn't differentiate natural tunnels and caverns from man-made. The Muon thing was blurry and 1D. Where's our 3D to 5D view you can manipulate? I'm hoping, ultimately, that it's Knights Templar-related when all is said and done. I like that little one you added there at the end, Ginger. Um, Great stuff. I would say this, let's give the Muon thing some time. As far as I can tell, uh, this is a long process. I've looked into this a little bit, and it does appear that just the data collection process takes months and months um, just to complete that. And I can't imagine that processing that data into something like a 3D model is fast or simple to do, you know. Uh, And yes, I too am fascinated that the garden shaft is not filled with water. But that scene you mentioned... um, When Gary found a non-ferrous hit and didn't bother to look a little further, what was he looking in? He was looking in water. (laughs) Maybe an ominous sign for the garden shaft. Great stuff as always, Ginger. We're going to talk much more about that scene with Gary in part two of our season wrap-up, the next podcast. But let's finish up part one here um, with another patron. Uh, Here is Marie who writes, Hi, I am so frustrated. The C1 shaft showed what looked to be three gold coins below the caisson. Why couldn't, one, a diver be sent down to retrieve the gold objects? The caisson would have prevented any cave-in, so there wasn't a safety issue. Also, the diver could have either walked a short distance and taken pictures of the open tunnel, which would have been an amazing discovery in itself. Or two, sent down a grabber to remove three gold objects. Or three, sent down a robot like it used in underwater treasure hunts to collect the three objects and maneuver around with a camera camera attached to a reveal uh, attached to reveal what else was down there 
Why wasn't that done? Instead, C1 has been filled in. It's now useless. Also, in the last episode, why couldn't someone have scooped up what was in front of them? The hole was two feet deep. Reach down and grab what you can. But no, that didn't happen. And why hasn't anyone turned over the large rock with a face on it to see what might be underneath? And wasn't it obvious that the hole was under the hatch? I can't believe they didn't realize the hatch belonged to the three words above it. (laughs) Can you please ask the person you know who works on the Curse of Oak Island to get me answers to these questions so I can stop screaming at the television in frustration? Thank you. Uh, Marie, first of all, uh, a couple things. First of all, thank you for joining the Patreon. Uh, You have been a welcomed and insightful addition to the podcast and the Patreon page, especially during the live chat. Thank you so much for that. I don't know why they haven't brought in sort of submersible robotics. I think that's a great idea. I hope they're listening. Uh, I think you got a really fantastic idea that that could help, and especially if you know we're seeing water at the bottom of the garden shaft, so maybe that tunnel is filled with water. Um, also, I hear your frustrations about these other things that you mentioned. I get it. Uh, now, again, we're going to discuss this ending scene in the garden shaft a lot more in next week's podcast, but let me say that your comment about C1 can be essentially like copied and pasted underneath the words, oh, I don't know, Samuel Ball Residence, 10X, 90-foot stone search, right? You name it. It seems like every season a project seemingly ends and is never really brought back. It just sort of stops and maybe sometimes on a cliffhanger, like the camera going through the Samuel Ball Residence. We never saw what it was looking at, a void, who knew, right? Can we assume then that these things were abandoned? I don't think so, right? Marie, these guys have absolutely no interest in not exploring an area to its finish. So it makes no sense to open something up, to build a coffer dam, to send down a diver, you know, to do all these things, spend bags full of money, and then just abandon it without any answers. For one thing, do we think Rick Lagina would do that? I mean, no. It makes no sense for the guys to not see a project through to its conclusion, or at least their perception of its conclusion. Now, the producers, on the other hand, that's a totally different story. My guess is none of these projects were simply abandoned midstream. Um, But as I always say, if you didn't hear of something again, then we know why. The producers decided it wasn't good for the show. It's great stuff as always, Marie. Thank you so much. Again, thanks to everyone who sent in their thoughts and opinions. We have a lot more to get to next week. So stay subscribed and make sure you listen to next week's podcast as well. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Digging Oak Island podcast. Don't forget, you can really help out the show by becoming a patron. If you think the show is worth five bucks a month to you, then head over to patreon.com slash Island to learn more. And if you prefer, you can also make a one-time donation to the podcast via Venmo. Use the username at Dave McBride Music. Also, if you would like to help out the podcast in another way, then you could do so by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your shows. Uh, thanks to everyone who's done that. Please get some more five-star reviews in. Uh, thank you for the kind words, for taking the time to write that all out. Don't forget, you can follow the show on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we are at Diggin' Oak Island. And if you have any questions or comments that you want to send directly to me, you can do so via email, diggin'oakisland at gmail.com. Just keep in mind, 
If you do send me an email or a direct message on social media, I'll probably answer it here on the podcast. So for whatever reason, you don't want it read aloud uh, to all the audience listening. Uh, just make a note of that for me. All right, folks. Whew. It's a lot of reading to do today. So it's crown time for Dave. Until we speak again, I'm Dave McBride. Thank you for listening to Digging Oak Island.